Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Outtakes. I'm Lori Baker. As part of the Outtakes 2017 Daytime Emmy Awards interview series, here is Kate Manzi, nominated as Outstanding Supporting Actress for her role of Abigail Devereaux on Days of Our Lives. Here she is to tell us all about it. Congratulations on your nomination you. for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Where were you when you heard? Was it a big surprise? Yes, it was a big surprise. Um, so I was at, I was, um, I was home. I was actually doing my hair in the bathroom, getting ready for an appointment. And Maya from Publicity was FaceTiming me, which never happens. And so I thought, oh, no, maybe something's wrong. I had a few people text me the day before, Martha Madison, and a few people had said, like, you know, thoughts are with you. Good luck for tomorrow. And I was like, what's tomorrow? And then I was like, oh, wow, I forgot. <laughs> When Maya was FaceTiming me, I had, like, my hair was, like, full on in a curl. So I was, like, with one hand juggling the FaceTime. And she was, like, are you alone? And I was, like, yeah. And she's, like, okay, well, I'm so excited. You're nominated. And so that was really exciting. But still just it was so surreal because I I really wasn't expecting it. You know, this is my, God, I think, like, fourth, fifth time through this um, whole uh you know, journey of like getting your reel together and getting all your stuff and submitting. And so I wasn't really expecting to be nominated, especially since I'm, you know, not with the show anymore, but I was so happy when we hung up. And then sure enough, like a few seconds after that, I got a video message from my director and um, the first AZ from the film I had just dropped in Bermuda and they were like watching it live and screaming and so excited for me. So that was really sweet. I had been, I was in Bermuda shooting this film Baby Moon with them when I had to be putting together my Emmy submission. So they knew all about it because, you know, the time difference is so great there. So I had to like, and there was a huge storm that was happening. So I had to see where I could get um, service in the hotel and like use my director's laptop to try to like watch the clips and like figure everything out. So they were really involved and it felt really um, so supportive and so sweet. Which scenes did you pick for submission? Basically, the arc that I chose was um, I, after I had been alone in the house, um, Ben appears and I seduce him upstairs because I'm alone in the house. So I seduce him upstairs, tell him that I want to be with him to get him away from my son. And then once he's upstairs, I tie him up and pour lighter fluid all over him and I'm jumping on the bed and I light him on fire and then... As that's happening, um, Chad rushes in and stops me and saves Ben, and I'm crushed by that. And so then I go back downstairs holding Thomas, all bloody and everything. And then Chad says, um, you know, what happened, what's going on? And I'm sort of, Abigail's sort of flitting in and out of, like, reality at that moment. And um, it's just in such a state of trauma. And so then the next section of scenes were when I was, holding so Abigail's holding Thomas and she's telling Chad what exactly happened and then um the second time I submitted with the Emmys I added on the scenes where I'm 
committing myself into the mental institution with Chad and then ended the scene with, um, or the submission, ended it with a scene where Abigail's in sort of this like calm acceptance and realization that she, you know, is where she is with her um, mental imbalance. And it's a scene with her and JJ that I felt like was a really nice, um, just completed the arc. Like I had a really hard time deciding what to choose. And I had told someone else this in an interview, but I spoke with Blake Barris, who is a terrific actor and has done such incredible work on and off the show. Um, But I remember going through this with him when it was his last year to submit. And he was like kind of debating on a few scenes to choose from. And I just said, Blake, what should I do? And he said, you know, this is not a game of intelligence or, you know, um, you can't figure it out on paper. You have to go with what you felt the most honest with and what pulls you uh, and feels the most truthful because you have to, you know, uh, figure it out by your heart and lead with that because that's what will, you know, gain people's interest uh, on the other end. And that really just kind of put it really simply for me. So I chose scenes that I felt of all the work that I had done that, you know, last half of the year, I felt the most honest and the most connected with my character and with my um, tremendous scene partners. So that's what I chose. Oh, well, that's great. I love the story. I could just see you and Blake Barrett sitting there talking yeah. about it. Yeah, he's wonderful, too. Well, he we had done Nick it for Fallon so many and, uh, years, and I was blown away that he didn't not only get nominated but win when it was his last work. I mean, I remember just being like, what? Like, I was floored. I could not fathom that he wasn't nominated because his work was so terrific. And so – I thought, okay, here we go again. Like, what should I submit? You know, just sort of that wise, like, you know, hindsight 2020 vision. Um, he just put it so simply for me. So I needed that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he did a wonderful death scene. I think when, when Nick was oh shot, my gosh, I was thinking that was totally. one of the best death scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he's wonderful. So, yeah, I remember all the scenes that you're talking about. And it was funny because I even Robert Scott Wilson had told me a funny story about his legs being set on fire. And, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was so fascinating to see Abby go into, you know, her mental illness more and more. Did you like have to do research for that or how did you go about playing Abby in that way? Yeah, I did. I actually, I've talked about it a little bit now. Um, The interesting thing is, you know, nobody knows your character as well as you do. And I had played Abigail at that point for, you know, that was my fifth year and, and I I knew her so well, but you kind of grow together also. Um, and I think the space between the characters, it's funny, people say, like, so now that you've played her for so long, like, do you feel like you guys are the same person? And it's funny, you do and you don't. Like, you feel, or at least for me, I think I started and I felt like it was more similar to myself. And then as time passed, you really, you know, you flesh out the character more and more and you get more specific. And so she became her own person. And uh when I wanted to stay for the fifth year for the so, so unbelievably lucky to have been able to have open conversations with, um, you know, the writers and, and uh, Albert and really just like talk about what we wanted, what was the story sort of last story we wanted to tell as my version of Abigail. And I felt like it was really important to be honest and 
something I feel passionate about is mental health and mental uh, illness and mental difference and beating that stigma that we all have with it and society portrays and it's not portrayed enough um, or accurately enough, I should say, in uh, media. And so I said I felt like this was an interesting place to start. And I spoke with a, I, we had like three week hiatus once. I don't even remember when it was, but it was like this bizarrely long hiatus. And I was still vacillating between staying another year or not. And I said, the way I can make the decision is if I find a story that I'm really passionate about telling. And so I just had this idea. I was talking to this uh, psychotherapist uh, that's a really good friend of mine. And I said, you know, she didn't watch the show. And I said, I'd be really curious if I were a patient of yours as my character, like what you would diagnose me with. Because, you know, these soap characters, you know how quickly our storyline moves. It's like, you know, there's somebody's every episode, there's a new you know, really high stakes drama happening. And that's not so much like our real life. But if that were true, which is our job to make it true, then what would that do to our psyche? And what would that make this person? So um, I just threw the idea out to her and she loved it. And we spent like a few weeks going back and forth and just meeting with her. And I sat in on a lot of um, discussions that she was having and lectures that she was giving and took notes and then, you know, sent her some materials from, my character over the years and we came up with a uh, dissociative identity disorder and what that would look like. And so then I just kind of kept working on that and chewing on that and fleshing it out and seeing what that would, you know, what that looks like, what the behavior and character and how that manifests in, in a person and what it looks like to heal and how it, you know, how the relationships are affected and all that stuff. And I'm just so fascinated by it. So I went up with Albert and uh, we all kind of like discussed it and they had some great ideas as well. And um, luckily they kind of like went with that and ran with it. And then I just got out of their way and they did, I mean, they wrote me an unbelievable story. So I just felt really lucky to, every time I read the script, I was like, wow, this is, this is, you know, the story I was so hoping to be able to play. Yeah, well, they're powerful scenes. It just as a long-term days watcher, it worked well for me because I remember when Jennifer, you know, Abby's mother mm-hmm. was going through the same kind of thing with mental illness. Yeah, and you see I, it carry on to the next generation, you know. Right. So I never, I never saw those scenes, obviously, and I never saw her work. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I, <laughs> yeah, and so I had um, one of the goals when you know we got the new writer switch back when I was um, resigning one of their goals was to really bring back days, you know, to a home Mm -hmm. that people could recognize. And so I felt, I took that from them, that they wanted to reconnect to this nostalgic, like feeling of family and home and legacy and all that. And I just started digging into my own family history. And I had a lot of conversations with Missy Reeves about, you know, what was it like working with those people? Like, what was the character like? I've never seen those scenes. And she said, well, you know, it's funny that a lot in the way they're writing your character, because she had a lot of, this is way before she had a lot of, um, she ultimately went crazy. So that's in our genes as well. And I just was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then never, never really picked it back up. And then when everything kind of this opening happened, it like, perfectly was like plucked back in and and put into the system of where we needed it to be. So, yeah, I don't know what to say. It was I, I feel like I was honestly given the story of a lifetime. So I'm really lucky. Yeah. 
was also exciting that your co-star, Billy Flynn, is also up uh, for Outstanding Lead Actor. Uh, and, you know, so many people just uh, were in love with Chad and Abby as a couple. What do you think it is about that couple that the fans are so in love with? I love hearing from fans, like, what they think it is, you know? I mean, I think it's really um, – I think there's something really – innate and chemical and inexplicable. Like, I don't really know. I see it when I watch, you know, we all see it when we watch shows and you're just like, oh, something, whether we can see some, personally for me, I think that um, when Billy came on, you know, I had been, when I was with uh, Casey Diedrich, like we had touched on something special, but we had a lot of like, love triangles over and over again and it never really happened and then I feel like that was a very young love and I feel like when Billy came on it we were more you know we were more experienced actors than I was when I was with uh, Casey and we were also more adult in our life at that point and I think that like from the beginning with Billy we you know we set out to tell the most honest stories that we could and um, that meant the ugly parts and the, you know, all of it. Like, we didn't want to tell just a one-sided story. We wanted it to be tension and, you know, all of the things. So I think I think that we definitely got that right. Um, but I can't speak to how it's gotten such incredible fan support because that's from that like I don't even I don't know it's it's we're really lucky yeah so it's so sweet to watch but you know you just see people that you want to watch more of I see it all the time when I'm watching shows and I'm like oh I love I can't get enough of that couple maybe it's because something resonates with you on some other level but yeah we we love it so I assume you're planning to attend the ceremony I am, but I'm actually right right before you called. I'm in the process of switching my flights because my sister is getting married. One of my sisters is getting married on the 29th oh. in Seattle. So I'm going to be flying from the wedding ceremony back. And we just had this long talk about like, okay, so I'm supposed to be speaking at the wedding and just to be safe, like I'll speak on Friday night at, you know, at the rehearsal instead and all this stuff. And my family's being so great and so supportive. But, um, yeah, so it's a good reason to fly. Uh, that's a life in the fast lane for you. Uh, yes, absolutely. Do you know what you're going to, you know, you, you go to so many, you know, as, as an actress, you go to all these big, you know, events, uh, galas and stuff like that. Do you know what you're yeah. going to wear? How much planning does it take to get ready oh, for Oh, gosh, I have no idea. I know I just started, I had, like, a pit in my stomach yesterday, and I was like, oh, but to wear? Like, so now, I mean, I wasn't expecting this at all. So I have to go through. I I love that, but um, it always comes together so last minute. So I I don't know yet, but I want. I know that I want um, to really spend as much time as I can finding something great. And you know what? If I don't, I'll just show up in my bridesmaid's dress probably. <laughs> or like, I mean, I'm coming right off the plane, so who knows? So for people that watch your work love your work and, and saying, I want to be an actress. I want to be an actor. Do you have any advice for someone who would, who would like to go into this line of work? Yeah. Um, that's funny. I was talking to my mom about that. I was that person. I mean, I graduated from Pepperdine university with a degree in public relations. Um, and I had a mother who's an agent and I was fighting to let everybody in my family, let me be an actor. Um, 
but they didn't let me until after college. And I graduated from Pepperdine with a degree in public relations. And I felt like such an imposter that I really still wanted to be an actor. And I had taken acting classes off campus um, for the whole four years I was there. But luckily, through hard work, I just booked um, days like quickly after and then things kind of set on the path for me. I think um, the biggest, the best advice I can give is there's a lot of rejection in this industry and we all know that, but there's a great, really cheesy quote, rejection is God's protection. And I think it's really, we live in such a culture that's so dominated by this like, boss lady and be, you know, your fiercest woman self that's like in charge of your life and all that. And I think for me personally, I want to say to those, those people um, that want to be actors and feel a little lost or, you know, not sure where to start. It's not, you don't always have to be a boss lady. You don't always have to have it figured out. Like your life is not going to be in a linear path, no matter what path you choose. And if you find in your heart of hearts that, there is nothing on this earth that would make you happier than to to have the lifestyle, but to really connect with characters and build characters and do that, then this is for you. And if there is anything else that you think you could be doing, I would strongly suggest doing that first and just building your sense of self um, because you really need that. And I I think when we make space for what we want, then it just kind of comes to us, but it takes a lot of patience, a lot of perseverance and a lot of um, support and grounding from, you know, yourself and your friends and everybody around you. No, I love that. I I love everything you just said. Um, So uh, a lot of us miss you on days of our lives. Uh, Are there any projects you're doing now that you can, your liberty to tell us about what's going on with you? Well, yeah, I'll tell you about, um, I just finished Baby Moon. I was shooting in Bermuda for a month on that project with Kelly Mm -hmm. McGillis, and that was so much fun. I just loved it. She's a riot. She's so funny, and we had so much fun together. Um, She was actually on One Life to Live, she was saying at one point. Um, Oh, yeah. So that was a great project. Yeah, I didn't know that. So she's, uh, our film is going to be coming out soon, and um I will let you know as things develop for the future. Awesome. What sort of character are you playing in Baby Moon? Can you tell us? I play a woman who, actually, this is the first time in a long time I, I haven't played the cari- the crazy one. So that was, <laughs> that was sort of a, a nice break for me. Um, I played a woman who is nine months pregnant and goes on her Baby Moon with her um her boyfriend at the time to be fiance and while they're on this trip in Bermuda he's kidnapped and she spends the whole time searching for her husband or her boyfriend fiance and then um you know through a course of events it's a suspense film and the whole you know kidnapping unravels and um you know then then you see what happens at the end but I also wanted to share that I'm Really, really excited to be working with a nonprofit called Bring Change to Mind. And I just met with Glenn Close actually at, uh, in New York at the end of her show, Sunset Boulevard, and we had a great talk. This is oh, a nonprofit yeah, I saw that a she started. I think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, this on is a nonprofit. Yep, this is a nonprofit she started for her sister um, who was diagnosed with bipolar. 
And it's an incredible nonprofit that all the proceeds go to building educational tools, informational tools, PSAs, things that we can educate our youth and our and everybody about how you know what mental difference and what mental imbalance looks like and how to beat the stigma. And uh, I've created a series of workout events called Sweat to Stop Stigma, where you can pay the price of a workout class, and that price is donated to um, the charity. And I'm going to be in April, oh, yeah, just right around the corner, April and May, um, which are Mental Health Awareness Month, I will be revealing a few um, new ways to support those campaigns. So obviously mental health is very important to me. I spent a year working on Abigail and really immersing myself in all of that. So uh, I felt like it was a really nice transition for me to be able to put all of that care that I have for that, um, you know, my passion for that work into this charity. The Daytime Emmy ceremony will take place on April 30th at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium in Los Angeles. Coming up next in this Daytime Emmy nomination series will be interviews with Gina Tognoni from The Young and the Restless and Chad Duell from General Hospital. And if you miss them, catch my previous interviews with Vincent Irizarry from Days of Our Lives, Stacey Hyjuk from The Young and the Restless, and Taquan Richmond from General Hospital. All of these interviews can be found on my website, outtakesinterviews.com. Keep up with all future shows on my social media. I'm on Twitter as Lori's Outtakes. On Facebook, as Outtakes Interviews, and I just recently started posting on Instagram as Outtakes Interviews as well. So see you there, and until next time.